Hello, hello, and welcome to another Toon Network match report of me, Adam. It's finished at the King Power Stadium. It's finished Leicester 1, Newcastle United 2. That's another three points for Newcastle United and Rafa Benitez in what was a pretty much classic uh, Newcastle performance in terms of, um, obviously, lineup. It was the third time uh, Rafa picked the same lineup. Um, it was also um, in terms of our lack of possession but being most efficient with it. And I think that was, that's been a recurring theme of our season. Um, and, you know, we were, obviously we, we picked the same side, but we were buoyed by the fact that um, Ndidi was, was missing for this one, um, which made, you know, they're a very good side. Uh, Claude Puel has got them playing some really attractive stuff this season and, and, and he's proven a lot of people wrong. But without that kind of, um, he's, he's sort of their, their metronome in DD. He just keeps things, everything ticking over. And Ebora ended up coming in for him. Um, but then obviously, some of the way through the game, Ebora got injured himself and young Chaduri came on. So, it, you know, the form that Shelby and Diame have been on in recent games, their, their form is electric, their chemistry is undeniable. That was going to be difficult for any opposition team coming up against those two anyway. Just ask Manchester United, just ask Southampton, just ask Huddersfield. So with both Ebora and Ndidi not available in that, uh, you know, that, mid, that middle third, suddenly that gave Newcastle a massive advantage because they were able to limit the home side and they just let them have possession. So Leicester had 66% possession today. But only managed one shot on goal, and that was uh, that was Vardy's consolation in the eighty-fourth minute. So they hadn't had a shot on target until the eighty-fourth minute, which is crazy. But again, it, it, if you if you see how well Diarmi was at sort of breaking down and intercepting and, and crunching challenges, just he was a you know the midfield destroyer. He, he epitomised the, the the attitude of, of the rest of the defence as well. I mean, he, he really. He really grabbed that game by the scruff of the neck and 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 just put some fight into it and some spirit and, and just tell Newcastle wanted it, you know. Um, we'd threatened early on from a couple of corners, so um, Perez had a had a header saved that was palmed wide, um, and Gale had a header that was quite tame. But it just kind of showed that we were we, we did assert ourselves in the opening in the opening quarter of an hour, and I'm not sure Leicester. Um, knew what to do with themselves, and obviously they've they've created this um, they've created this um, reputation for being a counter-attacking side. Jamie Vardy can exploit space in between defence and goalkeeper, but this is the brilliant thing about having Rafa Benitez and not uh, some two-bit um, manager like Carver or Pardew or Steve McLaren. We've been fantastic all season of forming these two defensive lines and soaking up pressure and bouncing ourselves on the counter-attack. With, without that space in behind uh, Lascelles and Lejeune for Vardy to exploit and to run the channels, without that space, which is sort of an, an accordion up, up towards uh, Dubravka, where was the space he could exploit? He couldn't. He likes to play... With it facing goal, Jamie Vardy likes to run the things. 
He's less comfortable when he's having to drop deep and hold up play. So, you know, we, we, we really, we basically, two pieces, two elements I've just explained there, you know, are the reasons why we were able to nullify two of the biggest threats, whereas their, their midfield dominance. Obviously, they had dominance, but they couldn't do anything with it, with the possession. And the danger man, Jamie Vardy, and as much as he scored, obviously, so you could argue, well, we didn't keep him um, under a, a tight leash. <sighs> it's Jamie Vardy playing at home. You know, you've almost got to account for the fact that he is going to get one within the 90 minutes, no matter how little of the ball he sees, no matter uh, how much of the game he's involved in. If Jamie Vardy is playing at King Power Stadium, there's quite a high chance that he's going to score. So it was important that we were able to go two up. But let's talk about the first goal first. Uh, let's keep it chronological and linear. I always find it less confusing. So, um, we broke on the left-hand side. Kennedy was um, really shown that he was up for the game early doors. And in the first half, had like some absolutely outstanding skills. Um, he just, his confidence was absolutely there. Um, and as much as he seemed to give a few balls away against Huddersfield, I felt um, things were just coming off from in this game. He was probably trying the same kinds of things, but they, they just paid off from here. Um, so he fed Perez down the left wing, who, you know, he's been on absolutely class form, Jose Perez, and he was driving um, at, at, at Simpson and the, and the, and the Leicester City defence. Um, and he is basically coming to the box, on the edge of the box in the corner. He squares it for Shelby. You think sort of similar, not quite as uh, centrally, but it, was, it wasn't. Sorry, this was more centrally than the. Imagine the Matt Ritchie goal against Southampton, how Shelby stopped on the edge of the box and laid it off for him. It was similar to that, but it's slightly more central. So Shelby has gone to look. He's got to look to curl one, and he dummies it. it honestly, the feint is unbelievable. So, so he basically sends the entire Leicester defence for a hot dog. Like Maguire's gone, um, and Morgan's gone. And even then, it looks like well, just hit it with your left foot. You've you've you've, you've opened up your yard. You know you've opened up yard of space or two yards, given how amazing the feint was. Totally duped the whole defence. But he still manages to open up his body enough to get another bite of the cherry with his right foot. So he opens up his body. I don't know how he's done it because the ball is there to be hit with the left foot, but he still manages to get with the right foot and just just curls it deliciously past Casper Schmeichel and. What what a, what a goal, man! I think that was like in the eighteenth minute. Was eighteenth minute? It was so. I mean, a completely unexpected um, lead to, to the extent that no, not many people expected us to get, uh, you know, to to win at Leicester for a start. But actually, in the context of what had gone for the for the opening eighteen minutes, we we were probably we were probably worth our lead because. We had been the most assertive, and we had looked. We basically looked like we wanted it more. Now there was an incident um, early on, whereby this is shortly after the goal, and I think Maguire's got himself absolutely riled up. So, so Maguire's on the ball, Gale's chasing him down, snapping at his heels, you know, and Gale's kind of got his hands on Maguire's shirt, sort of like you're just trying to tug him from behind. There's, there's no more to it than that. Maguire reacts. He turns around, he lashes out, and he's, he's got, he's kind of gone to say, like, get off us, you know, just get off like that. But what he's done, he puts his hand 
right in Gail's mouth. So he basically does this. And what Gail doesn't do is Gail doesn't go on the floor um, dramatically, prima donna, giving it all a rush. Right? He, he didn't do that. Gail turns to the referee, quite rightly, he's been struck in the face by an opposition hand with force. And he's asked the question of the referee. Um, now as I listen to some, uh, some Don Goodman uh, co-commentary co uh, for the match. And we all, we all know Don likes to uh, embellish things um, when he's uh, commentating on Newcastle games. I'm sure there have been plenty of games last season in the Championship where he probably said some very bizarre choice things about Newcastle. Obviously I'm sure there's a, there's a Macken connection there, isn't there? It's probably what it is. But he couldn't believe... He basically accused the Newcastle players of forcing Stuart Atwell to consult the linesman to see if it should have been a red card. They've, hound, they've hounded him. They've hounded him. They've, uh, they, they were baying for blood, is what he was saying. This, this kind of nonsense. And it's like... He was saying this while they were replaying Maguire striking another professional footballer in the face with his hand. He hasn't punched him. But that's not what the claim was. Should you raise your hands against an opposition player? No. You're not even allowed to do it against your own players. Case in point, Lee Boyer, Kieran Dyer. So he's gone, he's gone right in his mush. The referees had consulted the assistant uh, the linesman. And they've given a yellow card. So he's so the referee has agreed that violent conduct has played a part but not given the red card. Why? I don't, I, I, don't, I don't understand that at all. I don't understand how you can, by giving a yellow card, you're determining that you've seen the incident and that that was, a, that, that was foul play from, uh, it was violent conduct from Harry Maguire. But it's not given. He's not given a red card. It's, it's absolutely bizarre. It's like, it's kind of... I know there's a lot of grey areas in football, but that was kind of all or nothing, that. You know, it's kind of like... Um, I don't... It's it, it just absolutely bizarre. So anyway, that kind of got things riled up a bit uh, for the first half, and we just continued to to, to, to remain tight and, and, and steady at the back, and Kennedy was enjoying some dribbles, and, and, and Richie too, and it was... You know, again, there was just a lot of work being done, a lot of hard graft, a lot of running, and that's what you do for away performance, and that's what we did against, you know, West Ham, for example, and um, Palace as well. Um, just throwing and throwing bodies on the line, um, and I just want to get some defensive stats from the game because it basically this, the second half. Um, Leicester, I guess, tried to push their way more into it and forced, forced them, or just basically tried to do more with possession uh, than they had been doing in the first half, which was kind of really dominated by Newcastle, even if they didn't have them, the lion's share of possession. They, they were kind of quietly dominant, if you will. And in the second half, it was one of those where you're kind of thinking, you know, at half time 1 0, you think, well, this, this is nice. This feels nice at the minute, looking at the live league table. We're 10th. Wow, that's brilliant! And thirty-eight points—that that 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 would be nice. But you kind of 
you can't really allow yourself to get too excited that early on because we've got a, you know, a full 45 minutes away at the King Power against one of the league's uh, best teams. And But uh, <laughs> there was a brilliant video going around of um, basically uh, two very, um, you know, two very um, different videos of, of, of completely uh, complete extremes. Um, so you had one video going around where Kennedy's done this like sort of slalom touch in between two Leicester defenders and it, it sort of looks like the second coming of Hatton Ben Arthur. And then within a few minutes, Newcastle, within a, in the space of about six minutes, uh, 60 seconds, have uh, made like five or six 50-50, they've won five or six 50-50 tackles in a row. And each one sort of the crowd, uh, the Newcastle uh, travelling crowd are, are sort of um, celebrating with more gusto with each one. So it was like, way, way, way. It was fantastic. And that was, that was pure heart being shown there. Pure heart. And, when we, you know, we've, we've seen loads of our best performances this season where we've been putting bodies on the line. You look at the Manchester United game as a perfect example. And we absolutely put bodies on the line. We fought. And this, it's, and, and this, if you, th if you think about, if you think about these tackles that are being made, yes, you need to have, you know, talent and timing um, and, and intelligent stats to be able to tackle accurately and well and, and maintain those banks of four. But, but a lot of just working hard, which you, you, would, you would kind of think just goes without saying, that's a mentality thing. It's got nothing to do with kind of how talented you are. If you're a professional athlete in the Premier League, you can largely assume that um, you can run quite a bit. Um, you're, you're fit and have stamina. Got a good work rate. It's a team game, so you'll you know you, you won't go off doing your individual thing. The tactics bigger than the than the, than the individual, particularly under Rafa Benitez. But th this is just this is mentality. The Rafa Benitez is drilled into the side, and I mention it almost every week now that we're winning because you can see. You can see it visibly in, in physical form on, on the pitch in their performances. And getting into getting that kind of fight into a full squad of players who you're rotating a bit sometimes or when there's injuries, other people have to come in and you have to keep your flow. I mean, this let's put it another way. Not having that kind of mentality where you instill this fight in all of your players so that every 50-50 ball is is, is live or die. If you do not have that, you are West Bromwich Albion. You are Stoke City. You are Southampton. We, we've seen in those teams, they have no fight. They have no heart, spirit. They don't want it enough. And what we saw today in Newcastle's performance and display there was that they absolutely wanted this. They wanted three points. They want to survive in the Premier League. They want Rafa Benitez to stay. They want to grow and develop with him and, and, and give the Newcastle fans a club that we can finally be proud of. I mean, I'm, I'm very, very proud of them now, but I mean, taking it to the next level in terms of, you know, succeeding better in competition, like higher up the league, challenging for things. Could we go on a cup run? The, you know, this, this, is a, this is an important building block to where we could be. If only Mike Ashley fucks off in the summer. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but anyway, so it was a it was a very scrappy uh, it was a very scrappy second half. 
and it was a bit of you know we, we were having to be a bit agricultural I guess in our approach with just kind of clearances and things but Lejeune it's basically a couple of tackles have gone in around sort of in our edge of our third uh, of our defensive third and Lejeune's just Lejeune's just smashed one he's just smashed one 65 yards and he's gone all loopy and it's bounced down and, and suddenly at this point Wes Morgan and Harry Maguire you know two fairly reliable centre-backs Harry Maguire probably will start at the World Cup and the ball is just bouncing they basically allow the ball to bounce now we all know for playing school football non-league Sunday league non-league I'm playing non-league terrible for playing like Sunday league and school uh, you, you know um, never what do, the, what do your teachers always tell you never let the ball bounce Harry Maguire, Wes Morgan, uh, professional defenders let a looping 65-yard ball bounce without any of them in any attempt to go for it. Now it does kind of it does kind of curl around a little bit, but they just kind of get caught so flat-footed from that they obviously just weren't expecting it. And who's latching onto it? It was the man already with an assist in the game who teed up John Joe for his, his delicious finish. It was Jose Perez, who's been absolutely fantastic the last few games in terms of uh, his work rate and his goal threat. He obviously got the winner against Huddersfield, so he's, he had some momentum from that game. And he's just fancied it. And he, the, the confidence sh shows because he's gone. I mean, it was like, it was like in the times with uh, Cissé when he first arrived for that half season where Pat, Pat Cissé did not think about any shot he had. He just went for it. He didn't let himself second-guess himself. And he lashed it and he scored some unbelievable goals. And this was similar. The fact that he owes it. So it bounced once. And, he, and he's, he's latched on. He's just, he's just read, he's read the, the, the flight, the path of the ball. Just far, far better than Morgan and Maguire could. Schmeichel's off his line. Wherever heard that before. 5-0 Man United. So it's similar, obviously, where uh, Philippe Albert chips Schmeichel from 25 yards out. It's a similar position, actually. Except this was a lob this time because the ball was bouncing. It was struck in, in the air rather than chipped off the ground. A lot of people make that mistake. And he's just, he's just lobbed it beautifully over Schmeichel. And it lands in the net. And you can hear the away fans going absolutely mental. And rightly so. We had no right to be 2-0 up away to a, to a top-half team with the squad that we have. But we did it because of Rafa Benitez and, and the belief that he's instilled into his, into his team that we, we don't need possession to win games and to affect change. We just need to be more efficient when we get those chances. And, and Perez, it wasn't it was sort of barely a half chance, really. It, it really wasn't clear cut at all, but he's, he's, he's gone for it, he's bowled. And what a finish, and we've scored two really attractive goals both from outside the box. Now I've been bleating on that Newcastle have had uh, have the biggest uh, percentage ratio of shots outside the box in the entire league, having only scored two, but before this game. Now we've got four goals. Uh, for some reason, um, it was just working for us from long distance. Um, later on, Richie had another had a chance uh, from long range that was lucky not to lucky not to sort of make more of uh, more danger for. For Schmeichel. But at 2-0, you're, you're kind of coasting at that point. 
and other results seem to be going our way, a lot of draws, and um, still sort of in 10th at this point. Um, we dropped out in 11th in sort of a live league table because uh, Watford went ahead. And, uh, sorry, um, yeah, Burnley scored two and two minutes to, to, to overtake. Uh, so that was, that, that's got us into 10th as it stood. But the last time I checked it was, other, other results might have gone in the 90th minute. I wanted to come up straight and, uh, and record a video. So, um, but then pretty much the, the, the main thing that Martin Dubravka had to do, the first, well, the first real danger that he, that he, that he had to deal with, um, has he come out too slowly and, and, and not challenged Okazaki um, fast enough? Basically, Okazaki's headed it, headed it across and Jamie Vardy was there from kind of close range to stab it in. Now, that was the Vardy goal that obviously I was mentioning before that he, he, he's more than, more than likely, no matter how absent he might have been in the entire game, to just, to just have the anticipation of being in the right place at the right time and get a goal back. And you're kind of worried at that point because there's 10 minutes to go Leicester were throwing men forward. They'd brought on, um, basically taken off Danny Simpson and, and, and shoved a forward on. So they'd, they'd very much gone attacking. Um, we'd brought Hosselu on at this point. And Yedlin came off, so Mankio. Um, Yedlin was, I think, had got a bit of a knock, so Mankio came on late in the day. And Atsu had come on for Kennedy as well. Um, I mean, Kennedy had had a really, really good game. And I think it was just um, a bit of fatigue in the end why, why Benitez is bringing him off. But again, that's part of conditioning. The game at 2-0 seemed... Oh, sorry, 1-0. 2-0 seemed pretty uh, um, pretty comfortable at 1-0. So he's brought, he's brought Kennedy off just to save his legs and to make sure that he's going to be absolutely ready for, for Arsenal at St. James's Park next week. Um, as it happens... Um, Leicester were just all bluster. They had this 66% possession, one shot on target from Vardy from close range. And they just didn't trouble us enough to be able to want to, to, to deserve a win. I wondered whether it was going to be another Bournemouth situation where we let a lead slip in the last minutes, but we held on. And Dubravka, when he had to come for, for, for a very important ball later on, um, clutched, clutched it securely. So he sort of redeemed himself, I think. And look, I'm not going to... I'm not going to be too disheartened that we that we that we, that we conceded this late goal and it became a bit shaky. And I don't want to blame, I don't want to point any blame because we've won a game that we probably nobody probably expected to win. We probably didn't chalk this down as a win, a draw possibly. Um, but what what this win does do is that means results against Spurs and Arsenal really don't matter. We've got West Brom to play, and again I can't see us doing worse than a draw in that game, but. It just means that we can go out in these games against the bigger boys, against Spurs, against Arsenal. We've got nothing to lose. Rafa was Rafa been been talking about getting to forty points. That's his goal. That's his only. It's his only focus at the moment. And we're two points off that, and we've got six games left. And one of them's at home to West Bromwich Albion. So fantastic! You know we're playing Watford, who are horribly inconsistent. Um, really flaky team. We've got Arsenal, who are—I mean, they're a bit iffy. Arsenal, aren't they? They, they, they don't really believe in themselves at the moment. Um, they've, they've had a string a couple of wins together, but you know, there's no reason why we can't go and, and do them some damage. So we're, we're now absolutely looking up. 
and not looking back. We're 10 points clear. Southampton have a game in hand on us, but Southampton, as it stands, at the time of recording this video, we are 10 points clear of Southampton's 28 points, Stokes as well, and we're on 38 points. It's just a, a fantastic position to be in, and um, it means our goal difference goes to minus eight as well. That's positive. More goals from outside the box. Perez is my man of the match today. He was involved in both goals, and I think he's um, he's obviously in the last two games been absolutely crucial for us from a you know a very tangible goal perspective, but from anything else, it's his work rate, um, and even when you know he misplaces passes, sometimes he, he still will work hard, and he'll try and you try and tackle back, and he'll try and win his possession again. So it's fantastic. Uh, for him is that he's that he's really getting he's, you know he'll be getting the back page headlines and rightly so because a lot of why we've had such good form recently is the fact that you know some of that unsung work of the entire team and Perez included so a very well done to Perez but I think our whole defence bar that that last little hiccup in the in the 84th minute our whole defence really really looked organised and solid and to be able to suppress another very attacking side in the Premier League as we've done a few times I think that's very, very commendable and, and full marks to Rafa Benitez. It's absolutely fantastic. Got, not many teams have gone to Leicester and, and turned them over under Claude, since Claude Puel's come in because he's been fantastic. Um, but brilliant. Th 30, 38 points. Um, people have survived on 35 points. There's no way we're not getting over 40 points now. Absolutely no way. I think that's. I think the West Brom game will be a, will be a win, and I think there'll probably be another surprise win elsewhere as well. Might get a draw against Watford, but the next game is at home to Arsenal. It's on the Sunday. Um, please check back if you if you subscribe now, then you won't have to check back because it'll automatically get you get a notification when my match review video will be in. Uh, another two network match report, and as ever, uh, follow us on Twitter at the Two Network. We're on Facebook as well, the Two Network. 1892 we're on soundcloud and itunes if you want the audio version of these match reports otherwise we're all there on youtube hit that subscribe button and please tell your friends um, if you've enjoyed the video onwards and upwards thanks very much i've been adam this has been another two network match report bye <laughs>